0: you happy, we'll just go in. I have stuff that I'm going to sort of throw at you, which will be exciting.
1: Fantastic. Well, I'll just anchor us to say this is a very special uh little optional. What well, not optional? But nothing's optional. If you're in, you're in.
0: Nothing's it's optional. Yeah, get it. in or get out. This is
1: hopefully just rolled into your ear balls straight off your last podcast. Unlucky. Well, it. It's massive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> straight in there. That is hardcore pure yeah. weird right there. That's hard. I like extra.
1: it. Podcast extra from the Shoulders of Giants. With John Craven. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a niche reference. Well, welcome
0: to the podcast. (laughs) I think you'll find it has many a niche reference. In fact, I think that's all it is, is niche reference. This is an interesting and exciting podcast. Did we say hello, welcome to Shoulders of Giants? I think we did
1: enough. I think we did enough. There's a special chat. It's a little chat between the two of us to just sort of mark our 10th episode.
0: Yeah, how crazy, it's lovely. I was also saying to Jimbo, I don't know if it's part, if if this was already recorded, but I will because he records everything, everything. I I was just talking to myself for half an hour, it turned up in an earlier podcast, I was livid. (laughs) But I will say this, in terms of what I was thinking, uh, we've done 10, Uh, I'm thinking of like doing all sorts of crazy ones in the future, which is exciting. I'm thinking of it in terms of Marvel. So one to 10 is phase one. We're about to embark on phase two getting into the the weird of it all so that's nice jimbo what is there anything you would like to discuss in, i want to just in say
1: today? well I, I think we could have renamed the podcast i know we got the name wrong for that first episode <laughs> I <miss laughs> that. Yeah, but i think we
0: could how have do you do things. that so weird shoulders of giants seems like the natural title if you're going to take something from that whole you know mini idiom you would say you wouldn't say on the shoulders that's, no. That doesn't work. It doesn't flow. Sure it does. it yeah, doesn't
1: do it could almost be a dandruff shampoo when you start putting it that way. <laughs>
0: well, that's what I was hoping. You know, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, now I just shoulders and then giants.
1: I didn't even realise it was like a, a phrase, but you say it, and you say it so well, Sheppy, whatever you're about to make, probably oh. your best three points of the pod. You always give it a, <laughs> I will say this. And I think that's a really cool little sort of phrase, and I'm, I'm going to oh. try to use it more often in meetings. Well,
0: work. That will be no. my... <laughs> bring it up in more nice conversation make a note of that darling well I'll say uh also now I'm going to be really self-conscious about saying it because that's sorry man uh, I hope I, but hope does not, sound like I love
1: it when special. you do
0: is there anything else for this special 10th anniversary I don't think this is going to count as episode 10 is it this is like a sort of a bubble much it's like bubble. the introduction yeah it's a bubble bubble episode I like it um anything you'd like to say to the listener at home
1: well, hey, thanks for making it this far. And uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're in it, not This fair. is their first
0: one. No, no. <laughs> they just saw bubble when they went straight here. Um, I'll tell you, Jimbo, I've got a couple of things. Um, I thought it might be interesting just to sort of like, I mean, some of it is self-indulgent, very self-indulgent that I would love to share just in this um opportunity if that if that's okay ship, there were a couple of things well a couple of things that i didn't use for the uh for the podcast like sometimes i'm very self-indulgent anyway and i include a couple of options but sometimes i've totally gone off one and i have to rein it back for the sake of the podcast but i do have a couple of just two other things from the previous ones which i thought i could just you know get into but but that's just a warning. That's not happening every second. I also just wanted to ask you a couple of questions, Jimbo, just for the, for the, for the, viewers, for the viewers, the listeners' pleasure. And by pleasure, I mean boredom, because some of it is so specific, they, they won't care. But for example, um, because of what Shoulders of the Giants is, and it's an appreciation of film, and we're always talking about our personal relationship with the film, and by that, I mean in our individual relationship to the film, but also our joint uh, relationship, if we saw it together, for example, and we talk about that. I did some re- research, actually, Jimbo. Now, you and I, it has been on record as uh, we met early 1988. Uh, I believe it was just after Christmas, 88. So I didn't know when the first time you and I went to the cinema together was, And I thought it could conceivably be 88, but I couldn't think of any films from 88. So I did some research and I can tell you, we did not, unless the internet is lying for the first time ever, we did not see any film together at the cinema in 88. It was 89 and there were obviously a few that you could name off the top of your head. But let me ask you, which do you think it is? Uh, What do you think the first film you and I saw together at the cinema was?
1: Well, I would have... I, I, my knee-jerk would always be Batman in 1989, but I don't... It was not!
0: It was not Whoa. Batman. I know. Um, and I'll tell you this, if it was me before doing the research, I would have said it was would have been Licensed to Kill because I've always, always maintained, not only did your mum take us, which apparently she didn't, but also that it was Easter. I always thought Licensed to Kill was released in England, 1989, Easter. Uh, and it wasn't, it was late August.
1: Yeah, well, I remember it the end of summer holiday, which very, very Yeah, I remember it was the end of summer holiday. There you go, program. there you go. And I remember it that was. we did for our, and I, we, we were going to Mrs. Scott's class, weren't we? And uh, together, and we did. <laughs> I remember this so clearly it the, the, the day before. Uh, you go, it, I go. Uh, this won't be useful or interesting to anyone, but I'll tell it in 10 seconds. The day before school... No, none
0: of so... this is. No, so self-indulgent.
1: So, <laughs> it's the extra. Last day of school, we go no, to... No, I
0: meant my conversation was so self-indulgent. Yours is just continuing. <laughs> oh, my God. The first <laughs> film, like we heard, that that's the it. question I start with? No one's listening. <laughs> but no, please, Jimbo, I wasn't slagging you off. I was... <laughs> this amazing
1: it's stuff. More, it's more just the... Um, like last day of school you get to meet your teacher for next year so we go into mrs scott's class um there's one desk it's like left. when the
0: doctor regenerates <laughs>
1: yeah one one chair left at one of the desks at the front you sit on that chair i pull a chair from another table and sit next <laughs> to you <laughs> and mrs scott tells me off for it and then for the next six weeks of the summer holiday i'm terrified of her and can't you know and i think uh, oh, on man, that last you know. weekend before um before um, school restarted, I think that's when we went to Licence to Kill, by accident, instead of the Three Fugitives. And, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: well, that's a whole story, a whole which story. we've recorded, so that could be an even mini, mini episode is the Licence to Kill story. That's all <laughs> gold. But
1: I think well, we told it, Sheppy, so, as yeah, well. Um, what did you do over the summer holidays? I think we told it, when, when, it to the class on day one of school, because it had happened at the weekend, and we were kings for a day, yeah. at least.
0: Going to see uh, 15 at the cinema when you're 11—that is hardcore—and what a tale that is, <laughs> which exists, and so we won't say it now. But yes, um, so no,
1: More it, was not it wasn't. License to kill.
0: <laughs> by the way, no, it wasn't *License to Kill*. But by the way, *License to Kill* I always thought was Easter, but and that in my mind I was like, oh, if only it had come out after Batman, it could have become a 12, because uh, Batman was the first 12 um, in England. Before that, it was just a PG or 15. So it's, you know, I'm saying that to the people, person listening, not listening, but it's like the first 12 was Batman. So I figured license to kill was heavily affected by the fact that it was a, a 15 and not a PG as usual. And if only it had come out, but I thought, oh, but it was like Eastern, it was like a you know just three or four months before Batman. It was the week before, it was the week before one week before Batman was licensed to kill, no wonder it didn't do any business. Insanity, and it was so badly marketed, and the title is not a good title. Neither's license revoked, honestly. So, but no, Jimbo, which leaves really two main contenders, I would say, for the nineteen eighty nine crown. I'll leave that. Let me you, have a quick. What do you think?
1: Oh man, I just. <laughs> I have to think, because like, there's other biggies I like, always associate, which we obviously watch on VHS after, like, your Lethal Weapon 2s, and you yeah, which we obviously didn't. like. Oh, we didn't see out. that. We were yeah. <laughs> um, Had the cinema on it. Is it like a bird on a wire or something ridiculous? That's 90. I... That was 1990. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, I'm just going to tell you, it was Last Crusade. Oh, oh man. Well, that's wonderful.
0: But I will also say it was not Back to the Future 2 or Ghostbusters 2, and those were the other options for 89. 89 was a great year. In my research, Jimbo, a really good year. And, you know, Lethal Weapon 2, which we couldn't see because we were way too young for that. But I'll say this, 88 I checked out um, just to see if there was anything that we saw. A lot of the films we saw were, some of them might have been, well, in any case, 88 started so strongly I mean, we didn't see any of them together. There were it was like Rain Man, and then something else I don't remember. But yeah, the first couple of months of nineteen eighty-eight was like a really good film every week or every couple of weeks. So so that's nice. It's Instead a good of pe- it
1: period out. of like um, it's a good period of really original IP out there and not relying. So I'm not you know the in the anti-Marvel brigade, but it's it's fair to say there's significantly less you know, original stuff, given the, the cash that they were giving in those days. Do you know what I mean? And that's a year of sequels you've just given me in 89 around, like, you know, yeah. and, and it's all fun yeah. sequels that are actually still talked about a bit, you know? Um,
0: yeah. Well, I'm not going to join in on your Marvel tirade, because I I think Marvel are tops. But yeah. I will say that um, 89 was a fantastic uh, year for big films, 89 being The Last Crusade, Vector's Future 2, which was another big film for you and I together, and not someone else, and it was great, and and, and everything was wonderful, so that's nice, now that's what I was talking about, about this being very self-indulgent, that was the first question, let me ask you this, um, Shoulders of Giants, all about potential sequels, um, films, which maybe, like, for example, Highlander 3, I've said it before, that's a kind of a Shoulders of Giants type film which actually exists because it undoes Highlander 2 and pretends it doesn't happen. Cobra Kai is so much a Shoulders of Giants thing, like, oh, what if they made a TV show of Karate Kid? It's much better than anything I would ever have come up with. But Terminators 3 onwards rewrite all the the previous film. Uh, Superman Returns is like direct from Superman two and Superman three. The Color of Money is a sort of thing like, you know, instead of like a Hitchcock, like what if they did a sequel to The Hustler in the 80s? Like who could be in it? And you would say Cruise, because it's 80s. It's perfect. Uh, Star Trek, the motion picture, and indeed all Star Trek films are kind of what ifs, like what if they made a film of this TV show like 10 years later. There's a new Masters of the Universe cartoon coming, Jimbo. Have you heard of this? Uh, This is dating it by saying it's coming. It's um, being created by Kevin Smith, but it's a um, direct sequel to the 80s He-Man cartoon. And it's, you know, it's been totally showrun by Kevin Smith. So everyone's thinking it's going to be filled with dick jokes, but it's it's not. It's totally honouring, but, you know, with today's animation and stuff. And apparently it looks really good. So that's nice. So that's a real Shoulders of Giants, like a sequel to that 80s TV show. Um, then there's, uh, you know, Rocky Six, Rambo Four. There was also a, a, there was almost a Robocop Two, a new Robocop Two, forgetting it was going to be called Robocop Returns, I think. Uh, and Neil Blumkamp wanted to do it. And Aliens Two, the direct sequel to Cameron's Aliens. Again, I'm pretty sure it was Blumkamp who wanted to do it. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to drop that in because that's interesting that these things exist, and I'm sure many, many more that i you know, that I've not mentioned as well. So that's interesting to me. I like
1: it. Nice, um,
0: I don't know if you, I don't want to put you on the spot, Jimbo, if there's anything like that that I haven't mentioned that's similar, but if not, that's okay.
1: I think you definitely hit the big ones, Sheppy. there. Definitely hit the big ones there. I I'll be honest that I was thinking overnight around what what's the unfair question to throw a Shepi, the cheeky one, which we're probably too early for, but I'm interested just in your sort of your gut and the media. So with full context on that, you know, I it's, it's a bit nasty to say this, but I, you know, I, I hold up. It's interesting that you threw Last Crusade out there as our first movie together. It's amazing should have been the capper in my subjective opinion but it's one that i know is shared by a lot right so are there are there opportunities you better just week?
0: clarify because i know what you mean by that but just to clarify you'll say they shouldn't have made any more in indiana jones that's exactly where i'm going yeah, yeah yeah
1: so exactly yeah so the the crystal skull shouldn't exist to a lot of indiana jones fans good lord they've got a fifth coming as well you know, mm-hmm. it feels like they've jumped the shark and it can only ever be Harrison Ford that plays that character now, you know, beyond River Phoenix and the rest, the young Indiana Jones. Well, well
0: I, I'm, I would, I don't want, you know, after Raiders of the Lost Ark, I don't think they could ever have had anyone else being Indiana Jones than Harrison Ford, you know, just after that one performance, that was it. Um, and it's not like James Bond because he, he took it, but no one else had played him. There'd be no other versions. Tom Selleck was livid and he made it his own and that it works. And there will be uh, absolutely uh, a Chris Pratt or a Bradley Cooper or someone is gonna do an Indiana Jones film in five, 10, 15 years. It's absolutely gonna happen and I'll see it and I hope it's good, but I don't want them to. And you know, it's, but there you go. And in regards to Crystal Skull, no, it's it's not good. It's just, you know, it's not good. And Last Crusade is great. Which is nice. I will say, Temple of Doom is my preferred um, one, which isn't Raiders. I, I love Temple. Um, my my only thing with Last Crusade, and I, you know, I love it. I love Last Crusade. It's just I wish it wasn't Nazis again. You know, it's it's it feels too much like Raiders Light. And the nice thing about Temple is it's totally its own thing, mm. and it's got its own feel and its own texture and its own villain and such a horrible villain who's such a you know, nice counterpoint to Belloc, who's also an excellent villain. And then Donovan in Last Crusade is not a memorable villain. And, you know, so, and, and again, because it's Nazis, it's just, ah, uh, you know. So that's that's my only problem. It would have been nice if the third film had been, you know, that uh, something totally different. But I saying that, I, I wouldn't want to live in a world where Last Crusade doesn't exist, because I love it. It's great. It's really good. And it's better than, you know, a million billion other films that exist these days that I like. It's great. Um, And it's so spoiled that it's like, that gets to be my least favorite of the trilogy because it's brilliant. I love it. So yes, hooray. Um, (laughs) Let me ask you this, Jimbo. Um, Yeah, unless you, sorry, unless I... Well, I was just going to
1: get, the question I was going to ask you on the back of it was um, that, uh, you know, are there others where you feel like they had something perfect and they broke it with what they tried to do on a shoulders of giant style? Well,
0: I mean, not necessarily shoulders of giant style, but just in terms of sequelizing. Yeah. There are plenty of sequels that, you know what makes for me a bad sequel? It, uh, I mean lots of things but the, the really key ingredient that instantly makes it bad for me or it really damages it really badly is when it undoes character arcs or you know characters who have like become friends in the next film are sort of like not as friendly anymore and it's like you know or you know someone's forgotten something important that they've learned at the end of their Previous character. I'm going to say Mortal Kombat 2 from the 90s is is that this is my perfect example of this because in the first one I don't think that the Paul Anderson Mortal Kombat is very good but I will say I love it and I saw it in the cinema and. It ends on this massive, the big, big baddie pops up, he's like, I'm going to kill you. And then Christopher Lambert says, hey, 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 I don't think so. And they all strike the pose, Sonia Blade and Johnny Cage and everyone. And it goes, and it goes, oh, no, and it's really heroic. And then the first minute of Mortal Kombat 2, it's a different actor playing lots of people, actually, it's mainly new actors. And it picks up immediately where the previous film left off. Johnny Cage in the previous film, his whole character arc was sort of learning patience and playing as a team and not being, you know, this sort of, hey, no, I'm a lone wolf type thing. At the beginning, it it picks up immediately where the other film ends. And then he goes, I'm going to kill this bad guy. And they're like, Johnny, wait. And he runs and he gets killed (laughs) immediately. And it's like, oh no. And I've just spent the previous film with him. Like, you know, and then he just gets, no, he's dead. And then I believe, and it just goes downhill from there. And it's like a one hand, it could work, but it doesn't, on the other hand. Uh, so um, that Mortal Kombat 2 <laughs> is my example of when a sequel does that, and, and that ruins it for me. The Incredibles 2 actually does the same thing. And I'm not saying Incredibles 2 is a bad film. I'm just saying it does the same thing. The end of Incredibles is the family are working together finally as a team, and they even strike the pose. And it does a pure Mortal Kombat 2 in the next film, the dad's like, "Stay here and stay out of trouble. You're too young to do this." Yeah,
1: it's like we it's just story. did
0: this, and it, it takes two steps back, big time, and um, it's it's bad, bad move. I don't like it. So
1: I think I love that point, Sheppy, and I love the two steps back point. And I think my worst example of the too many steps forward would be John McClane, right? He just cool. from from Die Hard through to the one I haven't even seen. But can I assume he's gone beyond swapping bullets for cars, for blowing up helicopters? Yeah, I
0: say this as someone who doesn't hate Die Hard 4, but doesn't like it. And every time I see it, I like it less. But um, yeah, I don't like Die Hard 4, but it is so, so much better than Five. Five doesn't even feel like a real film. Uh, It's really bad. So, you know what? I have a special, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, I I have a special category of films, which are are always sequels or part of a franchise, which I can never, ever watch again, because they're so bad, but what makes them worse, a million times worse, is they're sequels to something that I really like, or, for example, Batman and Robin, which you watched? I couldn't believe it. Um, I I have tried to sit down with beers and friends to watch Batman and Roman, because I love an Arnie, and he you know it's nothing but pure Arnie punnery, and it should be you know and just taking it as just being like it's done, it's in the past. We've had a million Batman since then. Doesn't matter. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't like that film. It's um it, I just don't like it. I can't enjoy it. Um, same with Rocky Five. I can't ever watch Mm. that film again. I don't want to. Uh, It was was like that with Star Trek Nemesis, which is the fourth and final Star Trek Next Generation film, technically Star Trek 10. I I saw that at the cinema. It's not a good film. And I I like Star Trek Next Generation. So it made it so much worse. I did actually watch it about a a year ago because Star Trek Picard was coming on TV, which is another shoulders of giants type thing if you watch Star Trek. And it was like, that's nice. So I had to... Well, really, and also for my girlfriend Marta, we is like let's you know, let's watch Nemesis because it's going to pick up. That's the last time we've seen it, and you know there are character deaths in that film which would be referenced and so on. So I watched it again, and it still sucks. I hate it. <laughs> so there, so there is there anything like that for you? Um, Die Hard Five, Last uh, uh, Crystal Skull. I would probably put that in there.
1: Yeah, definitely Skull. I've not even seen Die Hard Five, Sheppy, and that's Don't like bother. you know. And, and I, I want to, like, uh, I, I wish i thought about this. And I'll take this on notice for our 20th there. But basically, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a couple out there where I've had that experience and then I've gone back and I've slightly misunderstood it. And I've been like, oh, thank oh. goodness I misunderstood. And it's a bit better than I really Oh, well, that's nice. I have to have a think about that. Batman and Robin isn't one of those couples. <laughs>
0: ah! <laughs> what
1: a <laughs> <twist>. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> oh, well, there yeah, you go. Uh, well, I love yeah. it skull i haven't seen since the cinema i have to say one of the things even then though i do remember thinking was at least you know harrison ford showed up harrison ford played indiana jones in that movie yeah i felt that in that in the movies i don't know whether that's still true 11 years on or whatever but you know I, i think um i just remember thinking that at least he was still doing the same beats the same sort of The way he reacts, getting punched, and all that sort of thing—I just seem to remember, like he. I think he is
0: Indiana Jones in that film, and that's the main thing ultimately, isn't it? You know, and he—it's like him being—he is Han Solo in *Force Awakens*, and whatever you think about that film, that's nice. Um, He does it. He does it, and he does have this reputation of being a little lazy in his performances these days. And whether or not that's earned or not, it's like. It's nice that, yeah, he brings it to Indy and he brings it to Han Solo and it's distinctive and you can see it and it's nice. So,
1: yeah. And I'll tell you this, I've got as a little prediction, Sheppy too, maybe. And it's almost like I'd apply to trying to guess what's gonna happen with Tottenham Hotspur in a season and applying ridiculous (laughs) rules around these things. But, um, you know, when I read about Indy Five and I read you got the director of Logan and they're bringing Salah back maybe and, you know, all this stuff suggests that then the press will be able to r- r- write about it in a way that, yeah, only the odd-numbered indies are any good, you know, which, by the way, is ridiculous, as we both yes. know Starting Temple. But I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe that will be the narrative. You know, they get it right with Indie 5 and really go out on a song, you know, but I... I, yeah. I, I like,
0: it yeah. is, um, it, I mean, that would be lovely. It, it does a Star Trek is what you're saying. It becomes, yeah. Like, yeah, one of
1: those.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, because Temple of Doom is often described as like the worst of the trilogy, certainly. Um, and, you know, whatever, but it's fine. But I I love it. I think it's great. But I've, I, you know what I really should say, though, quickly, What before I forget about Temple of Doom, in fairness, I should say that it does do, even though it's a prequel, it doesn't work and it makes the same sequel mistake that I've just been talking about in that, in Temple of Doom, he learns his lesson, he understands there's magic or supernatural elements in the world by the end of the film, then the next year, is he's, he's like superstitious, Mumbo, Jumbo, Arc of the Covenant. <laughs> what? And it, you know, so it, it does do it. It does. And he references going for the gun with the sight gag with the guy yeah. with the sword, but that's okay, cause that's a mummy joke. But it's like, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna change anything, but I have to point it out for legal reasons, otherwise I could be done (laughs) for being, you know, biased. But yeah, it's a bit bad, it's a bit badly played. But again, it doesn't happen right at the beginning of the film or anything, it is woven throughout.
1: So, Sheppy, I wanna ask you, what is like your, just gut, on your gut, what's your favorite little bubble? of three let's call it a bubble of three which trilogy do you think of them? just on your gut as well which and by bubble
0: back, you yeah. mean it could exist within a larger no, thing
1: i think more just which one is your most perfect collection of three movies which is a favorite? favorite are we saying
0: there? indiana jones and star wars do those count
1: well i think they broke it i think because there's a fourth in those scenarios, you can always reference so, that man. I mean, there's no real rule. I'm just, speak.
0: I just want to establish the rules. Yeah, the, I think so so the rules are
1: they left it at three. They had that discipline, okay, and then right, uh, right. yeah, and and walked away, and they they're not going to revisit. Um,
0: so well, they, not the know. Hangover. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say trilogies that I like. Was you know, yeah. I mean, Naked Gun. I mean, the third one's the weakest, but. That's often the way, isn't it? That the third one is often, but you know, um, I mean, what, you, I don't know. Back I mean, to the future. I
1: know I've put you on the spot. We can always revisit this stuff. Back to the
0: future. Place. Um, that's no, no, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, but again, the third, the third film. I, I, I do not like Back to the Future three. And I found out recently that a lot of people that's their favorite, certainly out of the the, the sequels. Um, But I saw that again a couple of years ago, and there's always something about Back to the Future 3, and it's fine, but there's something about it that has very good bits, but there's always been something that doesn't sit right with me, and I realised, just on the last time I watched it, that it's all the way through, Doc just doesn't want to time travel, and he wants to destroy the machine. That's his whole thing. And I don't want to see that. I want to see them enjoying having this amazing, everyone wanted the DeLorean. You don't see Han Solo bitching about the Millennium Falcon. He fucking loves it. And, you know, it's that sort of thing. And you could have a like a temptation, a, a temptation, oh my God, I mispronounced that terribly. You can have a terrible relationship with your vehicle, but it's a love-hate mainly love thing, Doctor and the TARDIS or whatever. So it's like, but no, he genuinely wants to destroy it all the way through the film. And at the end, then it even doesn't have the guts because he comes back with the flying trains. So he's like, oh no, he doesn't mind. So it's a lose-lose. Uh, so so I've got a big problem with that. And because of that, um, no, I would, I would choose Naked Gun over Back to the Future. And I wouldn't have said that even a year and a half ago. You know, it's oh, like, yeah.
1: It's- that's big. I need to rewatch the Naked Gun thirty three and a third. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's well, we saw that together. It's yeah. it's good. It's good. I haven't for seen it sure. since. Oh, yeah. that's great. Well, good for you. Uh, give it a give it a give it a go. I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, I'll give it. I'll give some thought. I don't know about the trilogy. I know yeah, what tough with the like, trilogy, but man. no, no, that's okay. I will say, and I don't know if it, if if you did count it. I mean, if you could, if you could say, of course I'd say indie, and of course I'd say Star Wars, the the proper trilogy, but also um, Star Trek two and three and four. Within that, they they are a trilogy. Within that, they are a series of three films. The first film and the fifth film and the sixth film are all basically standalone, but two and three and four are constructed. uh, Not they weren't. There wasn't a plan from the beginning, but they are a trilogy with a beginning and a middle and an end. So. That's up there, if you can count that. And if you can count that, I would also say Dr. No from Russia with Love and Goldfinger. That was a trilogy for a hot minute. That was a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, um, nice. Goldfinger is standalone, but from Russia with Love is a proper sequel to Dr. No. So for a hot minute, there was a James Bond film and a James Bond sequel. And that was James Bond's Cinematic Universe. I love from Russia with Love. Yeah. Jimbo, if it's not changing the subject too strongly, what's your favourite James Bond film? Or if that's too much, what are your three favourite? And this is off the top of your head and you won't be judged forever. In fact, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and you, you don't have to Give worry that yeah. your answer will not be held in court. <laughs> um, but what, what are your three favourite James Bond films? And, you know, and they're equal and, you know, and there could even be others, but just three off the top of your head.
1: Live and Die is number one, Sheppy.
0: Wow! In straight one.
1: in. Like it's a, it's a, it's it's actually doesn't take too long to come up with that. I think from Russia will be in there, and I'd like to sprinkle with a bit of. Uh, oh, there's a joint three of casino and living for me. To be oh, honest, well, oh that's think. nice. But yeah,
0: may I say how lovely it is? Like because may I say I don't remember you always loving living or mm. or dolt in in general. So it's it's I'm very happy about that. Um, it's great. It's really yeah. grown I mean, it's...
1: on me. I've watched it twice. Oddly recently, and nice. in the last, I, it, when I say recently for a bond, like, you know, in the last seven years, I've seen it twice. So yeah. it's, it's pretty big for me. And uh, yeah, 007. I really enjoyed it.
0: They, it, it is great. I Yeah, no, no, fair play. That's nice. So that's lovely. I'll say, um, yeah, I'll just say, just um, Spy Who Love Me from Rush Free of Love and Living. So the same as you, but I'm, and I and love Live and Let Die, but Spy Who Love Me just tips it. And if I can only have one rod, then yeah, I'll, I'll go for Spy. Um, but you know what I really, and I love Casino Royale. It's not perfect, but it's really good and I love it. Um, from Rush With Love. I'd like Doctor No much more now than I did, uh, you know, even when I was like, you know, not, not a kid. But I, I really like Doctor No these days. But I, I really, I've really, i always really, really liked Tomorrow Never Dies. That's a bit of my guilty secret, um, because it doesn't have the cachet of Rog to back it up. But I really like Tomorrow Never Dies. It's, it's actually right up there for me. I, I agree. Yeah.
1: I, I, I had it a lot higher too, actually, in the old days. And then... I think it's just I really struggle to see past Jonathan Pryce doing Austin, yeah. letting himself get Austin powered, you know. can yeah. Get out. Yeah. Of that well, death. well,
0: the Austin Powers thing, uh, the the death being, but the drill. That's that's okay. Um, it's it's his performance actually is pure pantomime, and I wish he played <laughs> it a bit more sinister. But that that's a, that's a problem. But generally, um, no, I think it's ace. Let me ask you this then again. uh, Similar to your trilogy thing, then what? What about your sequel? What's your favourite sequel of all time, off the top of your head?
1: I think it has to be Empire Strikes Back.
0: Right now, good. Now I have even written down somewhere in brackets, other than Empire. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah. I think the ones like I I will say that in terms of the the, this is something I'm going to struggle to articulate, Chevy. But I'll give it a bash. There's a moment that when you're watching a sequel in the cinema or something, and you feel like almost like a a rush, you feel adrenaline going through you because they've gone through the idea of the first, they've built on the first, everything's consistent around all your points with the character and everything. And you go on a, a new journey that has totally flipped itself, inverted itself, taking you somewhere new, and then doubled down. And on that basis, I'm telling you that Back to the Future 2 might be my favorite cinematic sequel experience. I just seem to remember just being absolutely like, what a journey you go on in that movie as a fan of the original film. Like, they really, really, that's why I could never say three would be the preferred one, you know, because I I think it's just really, it's not perfect, but it just, Mm.
0: as a fan of the
1: original, it really goes off on one, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, again, that's a film which has a real texture for me, like, uh, if this doesn't sound too pretentious, a real emotional texture, like the look of that film, if I just, even, you know, Michael J. Fox's hair being slightly different than in number one, and the, and the clothes, and not even the futuristic clothes, but just everything, it's got such a very specific, it could only be, if you saw if any frame from that film, it could only be that film, it just feels very specific to me, and I'm sure a big part of that is, you know, you and I watching that, and it, you know, and it is, it's, and it's such a, I don't think I knew that the film wasn't just them going into the future, you know, it was in the days where you didn't necessarily know lots, yeah. and so, and, that you know it's so clever the idea of going back it's funny because i always the future part i still love that film the future part was always my favorite bit and then probably the um the 1955 was probably my least favourite bit and that the dark bit was my second favourite bit but it's totally flipped and the alternative 1955 is now easily my favourite bit because it's so clever going into the film and I always loved it by the way but it was always my least favourite and now yeah it's so clever and so good and yeah, being avenged with the door and oh, like, that's you know, so good. And, and <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah. So yeah. No, that's what, great.
1: Oh, what's your impressions?
0: My favorite sequel, I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, and I'm not saying a perfect sequel. I'm not saying one of those cases where it's the sequel, which is better than the original or that, that age old question, but a sequel that I really like, um, I'm just gonna say, and it's not my favorite and it is flawed and we were talking about it in that it copies the beats of the first film too much, like bad sequels tend to do, like Ghostbusters 2 does, but I love Ghostbusters 2. But Die Hard 2, I love Die Hard 2. That's, that works for me. But again, that's nowhere near my favorite sequel. I'm just saying that's a flawed sequel that I really like. But, it, um, but I will say, sequel, I mean, Empire Strikes Back. If you can, I mean, it's a bloody prequel, but it's a continuation of Raiders. I really do like Temple of Doom. Um, Star Trek Two is perfect. So that's, that's great. I mean, it's a great Star Trek film, but it's just a really good film, and I'm a sucker for films about male friendship, and that that gets it. So, yeah, it's a nice male trilogy of, like, yeah, hot bods. So I like that. Um, so, uh, from Rush with Love, to go back to that, if you count it, which you can't really these days, but that, that would be up there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is, is that... Something that's a really very rubbish. good
1: list, Chepi. That certainly holds up. I'm going to give you two others, um, which I think actually three others. Terminator 2 was a bit of a nice. wow factor sequel, isn't it? Aliens, yes. I think is yes. pretty awesome. Um, yes. I actually prefer Aliens Aliens, so I don't know whether that's controversial. That's
0: another flip for me. I yeah. used to prefer Aliens and I still love Aliens, but yes, at a certain point it flipped to Alien being my, yeah. my preferred. Yeah, it's true.
1: And and say, I love,
0: you. Of course, yes. You're, you're absolutely right about the, the Cameron sequels. Of the, Both of those were amazing.
1: And I just... I, I pulled through my Batman and Robin... Uh, <laughs> my Batman and Robin research. And uh, we just did the Dark Knight trilogy over three nights. Nice. And um, I haven't revisited them for about ten...
0: I want to say... I haven't seen Rises since the cinema.
1: Oh, wow. You know, man, it's the weakest, but it's really... You know, I mean, the spoiler alert. Just flick, flick forward thirty seconds on this, but you know, the the twist of Razan Ghul's daughter yeah. is so obvious when you right. watch it again. Yeah, like, it's so laboured. <laughs> She's well, just pulling up at all the wrong moments. You're like, oh. Uh, the, the, I mean, you
0: know, I, I, the reason I haven't seen it isn't because I, you know, it's it. it it just has. Maybe it will be one of those cases, like you said, where the best cases. I see it, and it's not as bad as I thought. But I had such a big problem where the first film is him becoming Batman, and the second film is he's just become Batman, and then it's eight years later, and it's his last mission, and he hasn't done anything in between. Yeah. I've got such a problem with that. It's nothing the same between, with trifling, honestly.
1: Yeah.
0: No. And, I really. You know, yeah.
1: I'd forgotten it, it was it, nothing in between. I'd forgotten you'd essentially quit, hung it up and just become... And then a, he prior. quits
0: at the end. And, I mean, and it's, yeah, so I've, that that's always been... And that, that won't change. That fact will exist when I re-watch the film. So that might be a problem. But I want to <laughs> see it because I want to see Hardy as Bane again, because I remember...
1: Like He's his excellent, yeah.
0: Well, Jimbo, that was a bit of a quote. We did a last crusade and ruined a film for someone because we quoted Tom Hardy as Bane. And I mean, a lot over a certain weekend, a lot. Um, the, the punishment must be more severe. And then variations <laughs> on the theme. That was huge for a weekend. we said that phrase maybe 8,000 times. I
1: think we so can. that's
0: good stuff, good stuff. Um, so, so good. So does that hold up as a good It story? does, man.
1: As a, as a, and doing it in that way really did as well. Like, you know, I thought I was going to be a bit exhausted and out and but you know what? It just really was, uh, very rewarding. And, and it really nicely references down that Rises back to Batman Begins. And it is a diminishing returns. I mean, Batman Begins is, is the best of those three, you know, so, but it, but It's it, the one I can watch
0: the most, but that's a controversial, uh, um, statement because most people prefer dark Knight yeah um, but I think a it's my
1: five, five four and it's just a slightly lesser five on the dark Knight
0: for me it's four four two wow Chefs. I know I know I know and I really my problem is nolan I really like but and I but I always want to like his films more they always push me away the, um, you know that it's like Kubrick, he pushes me away, but it works and, it, and it's meant to. And I don't know, there's something cold about Nolan, and I don't mind necessarily cold directors, but the, I, I can never engage with his films. Uh, and I can kind of with Batman, I mean, I can of course with Batman and all of his films because they're very good, but in, on a deep level or any level, really, Batman Begins is kind of Roger Moore James Bond and it's fun and it's great. And you know, Dark Knight is just really good. But again, I just don't connect with it. But it is really good. Um, I love Prestige and I love Memento, Memento, and that. So Prestige and Memento are, are the, really the two that I that I like genuinely five star. There's a bit of a drop off, and I, you know, Inception's great. They're all great, but I just don't connect with them, and that's a problem. Nice. Um, well, there you go. Oh, another one, Batman Returns, Superman 2, but Batman Returns especially. Oh, by the way, um, Spider-Man Far From Home is a very good sequel. And that, by the way, Spider-Man Far From Home is my favourite Spider-Man film, even more than wow. Dragon's Challenge. What do you think about know, that? Oh, Sheppy. I know. I know. But I say that because I've never been... I was slightly heartbroken when I saw the first Sam Raimi one um, because the trailer was so good and it looked so good and everything about it was perfect, apart from the stupid Green Goblin. But I saw the film and at a certain point during that film, I was like, I am not enjoying this. And it's so upsetting because it's so almost perfect (laughs) for me. And and it's one of those cases where the world loved that film and it really, that and X-Men and everything really launched this current superhero. But it, and it looks perfect, and I love McGuire in it, and everyone's great in it. And it's and it, the, the Green Goblin is a big problem, but that's not even connected with it. It's just that film does not work for me, and it's really upsetting. And, and in what 2002 2001, it was, um, but yeah, it was very upsetting because shepherd, can I
1: build on that and say to you one of my favorite opening sequel moments? of all time is you and me in Leicester Square for Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, I mean, I I love it. That was an amazing opening when everyone was whooping like it was an American audience or something. That was a
0: wonderful experience. Yes, in Leicester Square, Spider-Man 2. Um, Yeah, it was a great, great cinematic experience. And I was very happy during that whole thing. Raindrops keep dropping and falling on my head. That totally worked, I was loving it. I was on board for that film. But, um, you know, dare I say, Jimbo, it wasn't too long after that when you and I were flipping through that film whilst the adverts to the Oscars were on. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's all, I'm all for a wonderful cinematic experience, but sometimes that film doesn't do a Back to the Future 2, let's say. So yeah, fair. it's fair. But saying that, um, do, do you have a favourite Spider-Man film?
1: I think I I think I preferred um uh homecoming to Far From Home, but I need to re-watch them both. I love them both. It's hard they're to brilliant. think
0: of any of these films as sequels these days because yeah. of course they're part of this huge um ball of story, which I frankly love that this exists yeah, this huge ball of story. It's so it's, it's so luxurious. So yeah, it is you know, so that's nice. Um and some are good and some are, are
1: and they are the best. I enjoyed all. I'm going to say I enjoyed all incarnations apart from Spider Man 3 with Raimi, like with the the, the Venom attempt and all of that. The Venom attempt
0: didn't work, but for a long time, and it might honestly, Spider Man 3 might be my favorite Raimi Spider Man film. Not that it's the best, because I do think number two is the best, but three, just because it has the most crazy action and had such a big budget and Raimi just went for it and the Sandman stuff was really good and I don't you know so it's not I'm not saying it's better than either of the other two Raimi Spider-Mans in fact but I am just saying on a personal level just because it you know he's very good at action and it was had such a big budget and it was Spidey doing cool spidey stuff. Um yeah so that was nice. I mean he 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 made a good Peter Parker he didn't make a great Spidey but that wasn't his fault actually they needed to give him more quips quips with his whips, um but yeah no you know it, it's all it's all it's all good good fun let me ask you this is there a film that you never saw at the flicks that you you would like to see like now like if you if you could go to prince charles and say oh, but that's the cinema not the guy and you could say to them can you just show me this film because i've never seen this on the big screen what, think, what happened uh, with a
1: raiders man i've never seen Did you never
0: see that Oh, ah, yeah. nice. and i
1: know nice. you told me your experience on it before and it may be very yeah. gel and uh yeah, yeah.
0: i um, will say not to be totally smug but i think i didn't see Wages first time of course but i have now seen it i think five times at the flicks which wow. i might be the most i've ever seen any film at the cinema every i can't say no to an op it's good stuff let me ask you this jimbo if you had a time machine and you could see any film live, as it were, like with that crowd, I'm assuming Star Wars. Shall we just I mean, say Star Wars? That's go Jaws
1: over Star Wars. Well, yeah. Oh, nice. I'd, I'd well, I wanted to say Star Wars Euro. to get
0: it out of the way. So let's say, let's let's even say Jaws and Star Wars uh, and Raiders. That's moot. That's in the bag. No, that's like you getting the three Moonwalker game when you bought the Sega. You've got that. So, what's your, what's your extra? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, extra would be, um uh, crikey, it's a good question, Sheppy. Have you got yours already? I know. I'm, I'm not,
0: well, let's say Scooby Doo, the James <laughs> Gunn, which I did in fact see, but I just want to see it again. I have had a time machine. I go back to 2000, 2001, I'd watch for James Gunn written Scooby Doo.
1: I've got do ones you know? I quite like to, like almost pour in um, and and to have a memory wipe and redo, if you know what I mean. Like oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think I think Backstage 2 would be fun. I think Jurassic Park would be fun. I really these are moments where I really remember coming out of the cinema buzzing in a way I haven't for a long, long time. Mm. That said, I got the same buzz of the Avengers and games and that I really, it was such, such a rewarding cinematic experience that. Oh, nice. um, but the um, yeah, man, I don't. Bloody hell, Shep, it's a really good question. I mean, I,
0: I would say, seriously, um, I would then choose it for the ultimate experience. Like, I mean, I could easily say something crazy, like Death on the Nile, which would be nice, but you know, to go back, watch something, even a film I don't really care about, but go and see, like, The Ten Commandments, or you know, yeah. um, Gone with the Wind, Lawrence of Arabia, and Lawrence of Arabia is great, and I did see that on a massive screen, but, yeah, to do that in the day, um, you know, do it right, with, like, you know, make a day of it with all the little stuff, you know, the newsreel and the cartoons and the Rocket Man and Flash Gordon at the beginning. Yeah. B, and the B picture.
1: Yeah. And on that note, no. I think Psycho would be quite a fun one to do. As oh, well nice. as I'd imagine yes. there'd be like a little Blair Witch style freestyle in the cinema where people don't really know what's going to happen, you know, and all bets yes. are off because Janet Lee's dead and all that, you know, so.
0: Yeah. Just for you know, that. Would, mm. That would be great. Yeah. The, 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 the reactions. I wouldn't want to do a memory wipe on something like Jurassic Park because I'd be too because I think a big part of it is really good, but a big part of it is the experience. I wouldn't mind doing a memory wipe for something like Star Wars, as long as I could get my memory back with all the associated nostalgic feeling, because that's important, of course. But I wouldn't mind watching Star Wars without knowing anything about Star Wars, and then just like, you know, make a video to myself saying, this is what I think about Star Wars, and then have it put back in, just see if I liked it. That'd be interesting. I'm sure I would like it, but, you know, I'd be interested because it's so much fused, you know, growing up in the 80s, early 80s, especially. in, you know, it's so, so fused with me in the DNA stage that it, I don't know exactly. I think it is good. I think it's very good But I'd be interested to know what I would think about it before. So that's nice. I've got another quick question. Um, What if you could do a Die Hard? film or a die hard type film like a passenger 57 or something what's a good location that hasn't been done do you think
1: i feel like beverly hills cop 3 dropped the ball a bit on the the, well a a a bit (laughs) yes
0: in in terms of the idea of a fairground yeah yeah you're right
1: i think that would be great and i yeah i i I feel like that's that's a (laughs) unused potential and, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You've got a better big, idea big, than that, though. So I think
0: no, no, I don't. I don't actually. That that would be, but there's so much mm. potential. I'm amazed they haven't done a big film like that. You know, set in a massive I mean, Wally
1: World type. We will get to Beverly Hills Cop three. I am. It's. <laughs> it has to be on the spaceship.
0: <laughs> well, that's good stuff. I like it. Let me say something that I won't do, and you can, of course, call me up on this. But I'm, I'm just going to say one thing that. Big thing for me is the mythical third Timothy Dalton, James Bond film, which I wish they had have made and it, and it was going to happen and they didn't make it because of legal problems. And then the, it expired. And when they did offer the next Bond to Dalton, his contract had expired, but that wouldn't have been whatever the film in 1991, it would have been a weird golden eye, but with Dalton, it wouldn't have been golden eye. it would have been this whole weird thing. So I'm glad he didn't come back. And I wish they had have made a third Timothy Dalton in 1991 when it was meant to happen, just to see what that would have been like. But there's no point uh, to do like because it's not a sequel. It's not Quantum of Solace and For Much Love. It would just be a third film. I mean, in terms of tone, since, you know, you've got Living Daylights, which is this big global espionage Cold War action thriller. And then the second film being this like, you know, dark, small mission middle act type thing the third obvious choice is to do a return of the jedi last crusade bring it back to the sort of the big epic global bond and i would be up for that and so having i assume that's what it would have been but i for me to elaborate in my own mind or or on a podcast further is purely you know, like, yeah, maybe it would have been this and, oh, I would have liked to have seen that. Just more Dalton in general. It wouldn't have to have been as violent or hardcore as Licence to Kill. It could have, you know, lighted up a bit and I would be totally cool with that. Um, But still Dalton being Dalton. Um, Yeah, but, you know, so I wish I had a sliders machine and I could just go and see what it would have been like. But, I, I, you know, I, I won't do it as a podcast because you know, that's not interesting i could do a, a sequel to man with the golden gun when nicknack comes back but you know <laughs> so anyway so that's that's my that's my thought on property of a lady and even you know what would a fourth dalton have been like oh my god like so 93 oh god so yeah yeah any thoughts on that
1: I, I think he earned it, Sheppy. I think he earned it. I, I think he deserved a trilogy. Yeah. The I don't think
0: ever. he was that bothered, honestly. But um, I think he said it, um, he only wanted to do one, but he had to sign to do three. And, yeah, and, I'm sure he would have gone for it. But, yeah, I don't think he was doing a Tom Selleck and crying into his cousins.
1: That, I reckon Brazo kind of outstayed by one as well. Should have kept you it. You know...
0: I don't know. I mean, in terms of the, in terms of Blozzot, yeah, I don't know, I, for me, honestly, the low points in Die Another Day are the lowest points um, out of the Blozzot's, and indeed most, but the higher points for me are better than the higher points in World Is Not Enough. World Is Not Enough is, is fine, all the way through, it's, it's good, it's fine, it's fine. Um, It's not spectacular. It's not special. It doesn't have any flair, particularly. It has a lovely hard edge, which I like, and has lots of little bits that I like. There's any Bond film has at least really good bits that I personally really like, and it has plenty of those. And as a basic film, it's better than Die Another Day. Die Another Day is batshit crazy. Um, and it is, I guess, Brosnan's Moonraker, and I forgive Moonraker everything because I'm totally biased, and it's Roger, and I grew up with it, and all of this, and it is better, and it's seventies, and seventies can get away with stuff. But uh, and I'm not, but you know, the bad CGI in Die Another Day um, is, is terrible, and you know, there's no flair in World Is Not Enough, but there's too much flair in Die Another Day. But I, but the craziness aspect overall wins it over because it's not boring. And, and I, I I don't mind it so much anymore because it's so stupid. So I've got time for that other Day and I wouldn't have minded had they done a fifth Rosnan if it was just another one like that, or if they would have tried something a bit different or done another world, just made another bland one, or maybe it would have been really good. Um, but you know, and it was time they could have done, if it was still every two years, they could have done it before. Casino, but there's no way I'd want to jeopardize Casino Royale existing because, of course, that that is great, and I wouldn't want to see Casino Royale with with Brozzo, even though he was well up for doing it. So yes, yes, no, nice, nice though. <laughs> um, I'm all for it. Um, here's a question: um, What's the worst experience you've ever had at a cinema? Would you say?
1: I mean, Sheppy, I. That's a very this a huge question actually in so many ways, isn't there? I mean, you and I have this formative experience of Beverly Hills Cop three, West. which uh, which I think possibly has you know subliminally shaped what this came, but what came thirty years later, nearly with this, you know, what I mean? we were so excited, so hyped, so ready for the kappa on the Beverly yeah. Hills Cop trilogy, D- Die Hard at Disneyland, bring it, you know. <laughs> and we sort of walk, and it was the first Such a good trailer. Oh, my God. Yeah. First big cinema disappointment, you know, really, like... Yeah. I remember we sort of walked out of that bleary-eyed with a... I think we probably stood our tails up. We walked out, like, hey, hey. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah we put a brave yeah. face on it, and yeah. we walked down Guildford High Street, down the hill... And at the top of the hill, it was like, oh well, this bit was good. Oh, and that bit was good. And by the bottom of the hill, you know, by Wimpy, we were like, it was bad. It was, it was bad. <laughs> it was not good. And yet, it wasn't the first time you and I had seen a bad film, but it was the first time that we'd been excited for a film and it had been bad. And so it was a, yeah, it was a death of innocence for sure.
1: What's interesting about thing. that is in the specific cinema experience. It's actually not all that bad. It's more just when you come to stop and think about it, you're like, oh. And so I had the same with Phantom Menace and and actually Crystal Skull. In the moment, I'm on the romp. I'm on the ride. Okay. Mm. And it's when you get off and then you really think about what you've done over the last two hours. It's a shame. (laughs) Well...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I will say that, um, I don't know, for me, I don't, I, you know, with Spider-Man, because I'd had the Beverly Hills Cop 3 experience, I had grown as a character, unlike in Jonah Jones, and I was like, aha, I know what this is I'm feeling, I'm not enjoying Spider-Man, because this is how I felt when I saw Beverly Hills Cop 3, whereas I didn't have that um, to, to fall back on as a reference point, so when I saw Beverly Hills Cop 3, I don't think I was aware consciously that I wasn't enjoying it, I couldn't put my finger on what was wrong, what was bothering me, and you know the fact that the film is really bad, really yeah. bad. Um, and so when we came out, I was like, I, I couldn't, I, you know. It took a while for us to talk and verbalise and be like, oh, so that was, you know, that. Oh, I like. Yeah, what about the? Yeah? And yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh no. And we, yeah. So, so there you go. Um, I think, um, Jimbo. I'll,
1: I'll just say this quickly, Chefs on your worst cinema experience. I think. For me, I tend to, in the moment, be all right, and I'll I'll ride anything out. And I don't have. There are a couple of times, probably, where if I really flex, and I have had self awareness to that level, where I'm aware this is Beverly Hills Cop three type feeling I've got going on right now. But more, I'm very conscious of others around me. And I've had two experiences. One where I did walk out because the group I was with were like, "Enough's enough." In terms of, oh, so okay. In that case,
0: it was, but but you know, not that. You know, um, group mentality or anything, but if you were there by yourself, would you? You
1: stuck it out, that's- yeah. And, and it's yeah. the feeling, it's that because you get such a vibe, and that's why it's such a brilliant collective experience of cinema, isn't it? Like, if it's going brilliantly, the whole room's on that journey, and you've got that energy in the room. But if it go if it's going badly particularly in your group, then you feel that too, and you start it starts to like yeah. filter into your skin. And <laughs> I think, um, so. I mean, yeah. I was with uh, my older sister and uh, and her partner for eight millimeter and, uh, with because wow. Cage, and they were having none yeah. of it in Copenhagen, and we left the screening. And then uh, and then the only other time I've really had anything near that was with Birdman with G. She was hey, like from oh, the. Wow. Bottom, she was having none of it. And I was really lucky.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. You did the honourable thing. I respect that. We,
1: did, we, we stayed, but it was a very horrible cinema experience. Oh, oh, fair enough. Well,
0: <laughs> that can always be a bit awkward. Um, yeah, you know, I'll say... Um, in that situation where you're watching something and i mean eight mil i i hadn't i totally forgotten it yeah i saw that and i thought you know okay schumacher and we just had batman and robin but this was dark schumacher and i love lost boys and falling down and i at that point i still liked the flatliners which i don't really like anymore but i'm like okay um i was up for it i was totally up for eight mil and i know and it's not good and i haven't seen it since but I, i remember it's like it's not a good film saying like, oh what a shame because I was kind of up for it and it was one of those casualties of the success of seven I think and seven had been you know after that it was like it was the crawl to the to seven star wars although not as good as crawl it was uh yeah yeah it was A was was pretty bad so there you go interesting stuff the worst audio man? well Ooh. that's it that's that's the last of the questions that I I just sort of like jotted and everything so that's okay how are you doing time-wise? Is it um, is is that good? Do you know? Um, yeah, man, that's probably
1: I, I probably got to get a shower. <laughs> yes, that's nice. Find the curtain <laughs> there, Chevy. <Sheppy>. The shower <laughs> curtain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: oh, and there's God. your psycho connection. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it all works. It all works. Jimbo, this was an absolute pleasure. I will say, um, we did not do the. We've, we've run, the, the, the time is right, but another time I'll have to do uh, the little forgotten uh, pods that I had. Oh, yeah, sure, we didn't
1: get to those. Okay. No, no,
0: but I'm aware of that. But th- I think that's the, the, the right amount of time for this one. Yeah, and yeah. I, I dare say there will be a little bit of Jimmy Scissor hands <laughs> necessary for this fucking <laughs> whale <laughs> of, of a beast. But I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I hope everyone at home has loved it too. Um, I don't even know if you want to keep that last part of the conversation. So here's a here's a cleaner, here's a cleaner exit in. But um, all right. <laughs> so I've had a lovely. Oh, <laughs> well, that's nice. A fade into i I've had a lovely time. This <laughs> I know you all have as well. (laughs) Well, that's nice.
1: (laughs) Watching One Man's Meltdown is a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) And it's recorded forever, so that's a bonus. Um, It's been wonderful. Um, Self-indulgent as you like. Uh, I hope that's been interesting. If anyone at home wants to write in as to their best ever cinematic experience, their worst cinematic experience, uh, anything in between, anything else we've discussed, uh, I'm loving it. Tell us your thoughts on uh, world is not enough and die another day by all means (laughs) but that's what the world's crying out for Uh, I'm (laughs) loving it so uh, yeah and by the way anyone has any suggestions for um possible sequels and so forth um yeah mention those too and that could be you know we could at least read out suggestions and discuss Uh, that's exciting but I'm loving it all Jimbo any uh amazing sign off for for people you got lined up for us this week what can be uh I'll sign off for this most popular and excellent of bubble episodes.
1: I never have anything. I never have anything.
0: How about um, let's make like a weasel and pop this bubble.
1: We'd love to hear from you please reach out to us at shoulderspod.com or shoulderspod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.